Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Triangles Meditation Group, a weekly webinar in support and strengthening of the planetary network of triangles. Today is November 14th, 2022. So let's take a moment uh, to link up as we do each week, followed by the sounding of the noontime recollection. We know, O Lord of life and love, about the need. Touch our hearts anew with love, that we too may love and give. So as most of you know, each week we meet to Play our part in strengthening the planetary network of triangles. And one of the ways in which we do this is by reaching out to new members. So if you're new to this webinar and new to the work of triangles, welcome. We appreciate your tuning in. Excuse me. This work is a daily practice. It's using a simple visualization technique that works with the power of thought and prayer to uplift and transform consciousness. So it's really a simple practice. Three people agree to work together, visualizing a triangle of light, connecting them one with the other, linking spiritually, mentally, and in a spirit of goodwill to all humanity. And then they place their triangle within the larger framework of the planetary network of triangles. And they then sound the great invocation, a world prayer that is ideally suited to this transformation of consciousness of which triangles is, that's the primary goal, transformation of individual triangles members consciousness, but more broadly transformation of the entire planetary consciousness. Because the idea is that through the visualizing of our planet surrounded by a network of triangles, we're helping to actually transform the consciousness from a non-sacred planet, which is the current state of our planet, a network surrounded by squares, a reflection of the personality life, and to transform that consciousness, our consciousness, into a network of triangles through which the energy of the soul, the spiritual hierarchy, and beyond can flow in and resonate and uplift all life forms. So it's a simple activity, but it's a profoundly potent goal of this work. And therefore, the more people who align with this work each day the more people who are already Triangles members reach out to others, the more fully can we achieve this goal of planetary transformation. So in a sense, it's a highly revolutionary activity, a spiritual revolutionary activity that only takes a few minutes each day. So let's now 
excuse me, after our meditation today, we're very happy to welcome back our guest, Michael Linfield, who's a longtime student of the Ageless Wisdom Teaching and who serves as board president of Meditation Mount in Ojai, California. And he's an, also a part-time uh, resident and member of the Community of Living Ethics in Umbria, Italy. And Michael will be sharing with us today a theme that is very close to the heart of Triangles workers is deepening our particip participation in the planetary life. So we'll hear from Michael shortly. And so now let's work with our brief visualization. Coming together as a group. Visualizing the planet as a lighted sphere of energy. And within that lighted sphere, we visualize a triangle composed of the three planetary centers. Visualizing each center as a sphere of light, Shambhala, planetary head center, the spiritual hierarchy, the planetary heart, and humanity, the planetary throat center. And we visualize these three spheres merging and blending, filling the triangle with light. And then through an act of will, we see a five-pointed indigo star emerge within the center of the triangle, reflective of the world teacher who unites east and west, past and future. He radiates the energy of love wisdom. At each point of the star stands a sphere of his activity, the five planetary centers. We visualize the energies radiating out from the center through the five points. London. Darjeeling. New York, Geneva, Tokyo. Visualize these outpouring energies enlivening small groups gathering everywhere, aiding them to focus and direct the energies into the consciousness of all humanity, solving its problems creating right human relations, restoring peace on earth.
linking together as a group, we sound the affirmation of light. Radiance, we are and power. We stand forever with our hands stretched out, linking the heavens and the earth, the inner world of meaning and the subtle world of glamour. We reach into the light and bring it down to meet the need. We reach into the silent place and bring from thence the gift of understanding. Thus with the light we work and turn the darkness into day. There is an abundance of light available on planet Earth at this time. And we are a focal point for that light and for those energies that are pouring in from many and varied sources, thrilling through the ethers and circulating through and upon all forms. Light is vibration. Its appropriation depends upon the vehicle of response. That vehicle's receptivity, liability, whether or not it can provide the space and conditions to become a conductor and distributor of the impouring light. Is the mind open or is it closed? Is it too full of the things of the world to appropriate the light? Is it too concerned with outer affairs, preoccupied with the many and varied challenges to which everyone is subject? Financial concerns, health concerns, concerns about relationships and their intricacies, or is the mind open, receptive to new ideas, to changing points of view, to new information, pliable, a pliable mind, willing to have its contours stretched. Many factors today can throw a dark curtain over the mind, but there are also many opportunities to stretch the mind and enliven it, make it responsive to this day of opportunity. So it's our task as citizens on this planet during this transition period to free our minds, to free the prisoners of the planet, which are ourselves, the little lives which constitute our form, so that our minds can be providing space for that which is seeking entry, for that which is new, for the light which is the light of the soul. And as we do so, we can become the distributors of the light of the world 
and play our part at this tremendous time of planetary opportunity when all the fogs and mists are accumulating, generated by the forces of materialism and which are working to delay the plan. In the midst of this present withering of the law stands the new group of world servers, the planetary Hercules, St. John the Baptist, whose collective task it is to prepare the way, to let in the light, and to sound the note that will clear the etheric channels that they, so that they can be liberated to become the vehicle for the use of the forces of light. This light emanates from the Father's house, from Shambhala, the highest center of spiritual will. The light is then focalized and qualified by the middle center, the spiritual hierarchy. And it's then given direction through the third point of the triangle, the human kingdom, and specifically the small groups, the new groups that are gathering everywhere that have become the instruments whereby the inpouring light can be radiated. This three-way circulation of energies, the energies of this triangle, create a tremendous amount of energy, like a massive generator, generating and releasing light in a never-ending flow that can be circulated through the new group of world servers to the masses of humanity. This light, this impouring light is evoking awakening within the hearts and minds of people everywhere. And this is the hope that resides in the seemingly powerless millions of individuals throughout the world. It is their ability to stand united with their brothers, with their group, with their nation, and with the world that serves to open the door to the saving force, the generated energy of the planetary triangle that is needed to pave the way and prepare the way for the coming one. In one passage from a treatise on white magic, which we've shared other times on this webinar, states that collectively the task of the new group of world servers is to make sure that we hold open a golden path which leads to a clear pool and from thence to a temple of retreat. And this way from this path to the pool to the temple must not be lost. And then I'll just read a, a, a paragraph from the Tibetan about this task before the group. He says, a new attempt is being made to free the prisoners of the planet. The hierarchy through the new group now in process of formation is seeking to externalize itself and to restore the mysteries to humanity to whom they truly belong. If this attempt is to succeed, it is basically necessary that all of you have sensed the vision or seen a part of the intended plan should rededicate yourselves to the service of humanity 
should pledge yourselves to the work of aiding to the utmost of your ability all world servers and should sacrifice your time and give of your money to further the endeavor of the great ones. Rest not above all from your meditation work. Keep the inner link. Think truth at all times. The need and opportunity are great and all possible helpers are called to the forefront of the battle. So we come together as a group, focusing upon the mental plane at the center of the even darn cross of discipleship. Linking in thought as a soul, a point of love and light with all people throughout the world who are working in this Triangles Meditation Group. And holding our point of focus, we project a line of lighted energy towards the highest center Shambhala and sound the affirmation of the will. In the center of the will of God, I stand. Naught shall deflect my will from his. I implement that will by love. I turn towards the field of service. I, the triangle divine, Work out that will within the square and serve my fellow men. Using the creative imagination, we link with two other points of light to create a triangle of light. And as we visualize the triangle in which we are working, we recognize it as an essential part of the Radiant Worldwide Triangles Network. We hold the consciousness immersed within the light of the group soul, the heart of love, which underlies and infuses the network.
and we lift the consciousness to the world teacher who stands as the heart of love at the center of the spiritual hierarchy and at the center of each triangle. Hold the group mind open and receptive to the impouring energy of love. Visualize the energies of love, light, and goodwill circulating in and around the triangle's network from point to point and flowing out through the network into the hearts and minds of people everywhere. Visualize these energies unifying and eliminating all divisions within humanity, healing and transforming human consciousness, and establishing right human relationships. Standing united with the spiritual hierarchy, we sound together the mantra of unification. The sons of men are one, and I am one with them. I seek to love, not hate. I seek to serve, and not exact due service. I seek to heal, not hurt. Let pain bring due reward of light and love. Let the soul control the outer form and life and all events and bring to light the love that underlies the happenings of the time. Let vision come and insight. Let the future stand revealed. 
let inner union demonstrate and outer cleavages be gone. Let love prevail. Let all people love. Visualize the whole planet alight with triangles. See new triangles being formed everywhere. Sound the great invocation, silently or aloud. And as we repeat each stanza, let's visualize the network acting as a link between the world of spiritual realities and humanity, and as a channel through which light and love and divine purpose may flow into human consciousness. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills. The purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth.
Hello, Michael. Welcome. Thank you, Kathy. Um, it's a real honor and joy to be with you all as we inquire the way together. That's what I like to say. And we're also being asked to mobilize ourselves as a necessary and potent force for good in the world. And as was mentioned earlier, I'm participating from Meditation Mount in Ojai, Southern California. Uh, in preparing for today, I was remembering with, with great fondness my first encounter with the triangles work. The first triangle I ever entered was with Jan and Steve Nation back in 1973 when they were working at the Lucis Trust in London and I was living at the Finhorn community in northeast Scotland. So it was probably 49 years ago. Uh, I was connected with the Group for Creative Meditation based at Sandal House in the south of England and I'll refer to that more later because it, it's part of the, the deeper triangles work that I've been involved in. And over the years, not just the triangles with individuals, but triangles between groups emerged. Over the years, this intergroup triangle comprising Sandal House, the Community of Living Ethics in Italy, and Meditation Mount was formed and activated. And inside the shared work, the triangle is prominently featured. So let me just explain that. We work with two triangles. These are the triangles consisting of the three principles and the three laws. I'll name them. They're the principles of essential divinity, goodwill, and unanimity. That constitutes one triangle. And the other is made up of the laws of spiritual approach, right human relations, and group endeavor. And the way that we hold these and work with these at Meditation Mount is to place these two triangles together to form a six-pointed star because they're interconnected. And we look at the laws as the pathways into a lived experience of the principle. I'll give you an example. So the pathway into a lived experience of essential divinity is the law of spiritual approach. The pathway into a lived experience of goodwill is the law of right human relations. And the pathway into a lived experience of unanimity is the law of group endeavor. And so when we explain these laws and principles to people when they visit at uh, Meditation Mountain, when we hold courses, we usually just present a very simple understanding, like essential divinity declares that inside of you, inside of me, is a spark of the creator, the monadic fire. And each of us really is a fractal of this one life. And then when we talk about goodwill, we say goodwill describes the love, this omnipresent force that is the lifeblood and the true currency of all relationship. It's the glue that holds the world together. And then we talk about unanimity in a very simple way of a seamless web of life where everything is coherent, everything is together. And so our work with creative meditation is to exactly do that, is to focus on the laws and principles 
And this came out of the a section in Diner 2. And it, it's where there was a, a call for a unanimous and simultaneous group of meditators to focus on the laws and principles to prepare the way for the reappearance of the Christ. So we all share this common purpose of preparing the way. So in the birthing of this new civilization, these two triangles of the principles and the laws form the solid foundation upon which we will construct the temple of the new humanity. So if we look at what is happening, we are part of this process of evolution. As humans, we are evolving as a species and growing in awareness. And we know that every stage of awareness is a portal into a greater stage. We call that initiation. And initiation could be described as the progressive entry into the mind of God. Initiation is also the gaining of a greater capacity to do the will of God. So the, the more we grow in awareness, the more we can be co-workers and agents of the divine plan on earth. I'd like to fr frame this a little differently using a model created by Dr. Roberto Assagioli. And the reason I want to mention him, because he was integral to this, he was the person in 1950 at the Arcane School Conference in Geneva who basically said, I will take on the assignment that DK has asked us to carry out in the world. I will take on the assignment of creating a worldwide group that is committed to the unanimous and simultaneous meditation on the laws and principles. And it took him a while to, to get it together. And then eventually, those of you who know the story, he met Michael E. Scott. Uh, she was living in Tunbridge Wells and her co-worker Nancy Mago, and they formed a triangle. And this triangle gave birth to all the different creative or creative meditation projects and initiatives around the world. The other thing to say about Dr. Roberto Assagioli, he was a direct student of, of DK. He's mentioned in the Discipleship in the New Age books. And for those of you who want to research this further, his initials are FCD. The other thing about Dr. Roberto Assagioli, he's the founder of psychosynthesis. So he took the Alice Bailey book, Esoteric Psychology, and brought it into a model and a, an offering of a spiritual psychology that could be useful in awakening people to the deep reality of who they are, their essential divinity, basically. So the triangle is used a lot in psychosynthesis because the point of the apex of the triangle is the point of synthesis of resolution of the, of the opposites at the baseline. And so for me, the triangle is the geometry of synthesis and of awakening consciousness. So going back to the model that uh, Dr. Asajoli created through psychosynthesis, I would say that we grow through a progressive entry into greater states of wholeness, inclusiveness and identity. So our current state of wholeness that you and I share at the moment is a partial wholeness because it's not the whole thing. 
And our present state of synthesis is a partial synthesis. So evolution is always this progressive entry into something greater, more expanded. And as we enter the next sphere of awareness, we disidentify with the previous state and we move into a new identification with a greater sphere of understanding. So we're always going through this process of, of identifying, disidentifying and re-identifying as we move from one state of wholeness to a greater and more encompassing level of wholeness. And as DK has often said, identification is the key, identity, identification. So let's come back to something that was implied by Kathy's words is that we know that humanity is facing the first initiation. We know that we need to break free of the prison of matter to move from separation to a realization that we are one humanity sharing a common home and a common destiny. It's what was referred to earlier in her remarks as freeing the prisoners of the planet. And we know that this great event happens and only happens when the presence of a greater love is born within the cave of the human heart. And here in the esoteric community, we call that the birth of the Christ within the cave of the heart. So what I would like to explore now is how do we cooperate more effectively with the divine plan as we each seek to live as a soul-infused personality? And how do we together mobilize the goodwill on the planet as an even more potent force for good? As we, as we often say here at Meditation Mount, we have a mission, but we're not missionaries because we're helping to call forth the truth that lives within the heart of each person, not to tell anyone what they should believe in, but to call forth, to bring forth, to invite out into the open the presence of the soul. Now, I know that there are many people, including us, who care deeply for the earth. And they're actively engaged in ecological and, and environmental projects and movements. And I believe there's a great opportunity here. We can help this particular community that cares and feels for the, for the earth enter into a deeper dimension of relationship with the living planet as a sentient being. And when we do this, we have the ability to unleash more of the solar power that pulses through the soul. And that solar power, that solar fire, we know as the fire of love. So my question is, how do we move from identifying simply as humans, trying to fix all the serious problems we've created, to identifying wholeheartedly with this greater sphere of being that is the planet. How do we deepen our participation in the planetary life? And I'd like to offer a simple approach for us to ponder. I'll read these words and then I'll invite you to ponder on them yourself. The question is, what is the difference between living as a human and living as a Gaian? As humans, we go about our lives looking at the world as an external reality, something existing outside of ourselves. As a Gaian, we think, feel, 
and act within a deeply sensed knowing that the whole earth lives inside of us and that we live inside the whole earth. A Gaia is a conscious fractal of the multidimensional ecosystem that constitutes the living planet. A Gaia is a microcosm of Gaia, a sacred space of synthesis where life meets life and knows itself to be at one with all. And here is really the, the distinction. A human being lives on the earth while a Gaian lives as the earth. So I invite you just to read through this again and ponder that. Let, let these words register inside your heart, inside your mind. And the reason for this invitation is if we comprehend the model of a, a nested system of lives, lives within lives within lives, systems within systems within systems, we begin to fathom how our evolution is this progressive entry from one dimension of wholeness or living system into a greater one. So let's leave this image now and I'd like just to have us ponder on some thoughts, reflect on some questions I wish to pose. So think of your own incarnated vehicle, the one you're occupying right here and now. I like to refer to this as the universe of self or the ecosystem of self. I think we all realize that we are multidimensional beings and we are inhabited by a vast constellation of lives that look to us as the conscious soul for guidance and stewardship in the same way that we look to a greater God or Logos for our nourishment and for a deeper sense of meaning and belonging. So here's the question that we could ponder. What kind of steward am I to my ecosystem of self. What kind of steward am I to my ecosystem of self? Is there balance and harmony among all the constituent parts? Is the lifeblood of love flowing freely and circulating unimpeded throughout this living system over which I have sovereignty and responsibility? And then I ask each of us, really to the whole assembled group here, how is the note of the divine plan being received, registered and responded to as we wake up each morning and begin another day of meditation, study and service on our beloved earth? The reason I'm asking this and the reason for offering this invitation to step into our Gaiahood is if we are to care for the planet together, we must first take care of and bring wholeness to that particular domain 
within the overall cosmic landscape for which we have stewardship and responsibility. We are being invited to show up, each one of us, as a sacred fractal of the one life. Because everything is contained within everything. And we know that the ageless wisdom teaching invites us to embody these truths through our every thought, word and deed, not just to study them. And going back to the three laws and the three principles that we work with around the creative meditation community. These laws and principles have to come alive in our daily lives if they are to take root and flourish on earth. They can't just be concepts. The word has to be made flesh. It has to be anchored. So the reason for offering this invitation into Gaiahood is shifting to becoming a Gaian with an expanded awareness of the planetary life is one way of creating the right conditions for this to take place, for this embodiment to take place. So that's what I wanted to seed into the field at this time. I want to thank you for this opportunity to share. And also, I believe it would be wonderful to invite any insights into our collective field of inquiry. And please share by either placing your comments in the chat box or by raising your hand electronically using the raise hand prompt inside the reactions button located on the bottom of your Zoom screen. So thank you for this opportunity. And, and let's open the space for sharing that which is coming through in the moment. Because one thing I want to say, just as a last thought, is it isn't though a presenter like myself comes and just shares what I've gathered so far. When we gather together today, and create this field of impression, this field of receptivity, new wisdom can flow into this field. We can be imbued with a greater light and a greater love flowing from the heart of the ashram of the Christ. Thank you. Let's open the space now for sharing. Thank you so much, Michael. Well, people are pondering. Um, you might want to just uh, share any reflections you might have on some of the comments that have already been posted in the chat box. I'll read them now. I wasn't reading them when I was no. because I speak with my eyes closed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> eyes closed, heart open. That's what I'm learning. Mm -hmm. um, yes, I'm looking at here. Can we share our Gaian message with folks outside this network? Yeah, I was simply given this um, particular text to seed the field, the planetary field. Uh, my thing about copyright is that everybody has the right to copy, but please make sure you copy it right. So I, all I own is the responsibility of distributing this. It, it, um, so please feel free, because I, I believe that we have to step into the next level of of participating in the life of the planet, deepening our participation in the planetary life, which is the theme of today, Kathy. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd rather than going through and commenting on the other chat um, uh, comments, I'd, I'd love to have the space open because I know we've got limited time now, just to sure. hear what's emerging as new insights in the field.
And people can raise their hands if, again if they wish to. I can also place, uh, or maybe you could place the, the uh, slide inside the chat box, or I could do that. Yeah, maybe if you, if you did that. Okay, um, here's do. Sam Jones um, has a hand raised. Sam? Hello, beautiful presentation today. Thank you so much. Um, the thing that occurs to me that each time we come into this meditation or other meditations we do, um, We've had an idea ourselves and the within without um, the uniting of all things has been very much on my mind and your confirmation, which I'm sure probably has gone around the whole group. It helps us keep coming back week after week to go, hey, guys, you're doing OK. You're on the you know, you're on the right path. So um, thank you so much. Thank you, Sam. And I just placed the text. I placed it as a PDF and as a JPEG in the in the chat box so you can download it from there. Beautiful. Thank you. You know, more chats are being posted. I'm, I'm assuming that people are following the, the uh, comments. Yeah. And Kathy, we still have uh, time, do we, if anyone wants to speak into the field? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we have 10 minutes okay. if anyone wants to raise their hands. I thought there was a, a, a nice comment from Maya. Um, related to the sounding of the Gayatri. Um, she says, I imagine I am a cell in the body of Gaia and that we are seeking to better know the soul of the solar logos and therefore the cosmic Christ. Absolutely. Yeah. That, that's, that's exactly it. As a fractal of the one life, I go back to the, you know, the wonderful saying from, from the... Greek civilization, everything is contained within everything. Mm -hmm. And I go back to thinking of the physicist David Bohm when he talks about the enfolded universe, that everything is contained and packed into a particle of infinity. It's, it's the seed, it's the promise, but nothing happens until this enfolded universe or promise is unfolded. And we do it in time and space. So the Garden of Gaia is where we unfold the enfolded truth of the Creator. That's how I hold it. So this reminds me, Maya's comment reminded me of, of, of that, um, of, of the enfolded universe, which really mm. needs to be unfolded through our daily lives. And we know that Earth is the place where we give birth to the ideal. We, we realize it's a place of revelation the reappearance of the Christ on earth is anchoring 
that deep connection between spirit and matter and consciousness, which is that bridge and the Christ consciousness. And then, as we know, through the solar logos and, and through Sirius, the heart of Sirius, the cosmic Christ is beaming in. And that's sort of, it's all love, as, as we used to say in the Pacific Northwest. It, it's, it's turtles all the way down. It's love all the way up and down. And the whole, the whole thing is a nested universe of love. There's another hand, David. Hello, can you hear me? Yes. Oh, yes. Um, science is proving that we are all one and connected in so many different ways scientifically. But the problem I see is, as we all know, science can be kind of cold and dry. And what's needed is a infusion of the esoteric point of view that will connect the two together, science and, and religion and esotericism. Is there any way we can strengthen this, this, this needed bond that uh, will make the planet much more aware of the unity of everything? That's a great point, David. And I'm going to respond in this way because it's, it's a transformation I've gone through over the past few years. So if I meet somebody, um, previously I was thinking, well, how can I explain to them the uh, esoteric worldview? And now what I do is I place in my heart the principles, the truths, and I find a language that they can relate to, and I do a heart transmission to them because it's, it's, it's love to love, it's heart to heart that transmits the truth rather than um, uh, I could introduce them. I can say, hey, it'd be great. Here's a good book you want to read. But when I speak from my own experience, and I have a background in, in living systems as an organic uh, gardener, but also working with living systems in the corporate world. So I, I attempt to stand inside my experience as I'm speaking so that my words carry with them the wisdom that I've garnered through my experience. And I think that's what we could do. So for me, what I'm saying, David, is heart to heart. And, and, and when I share my love of the planet for another person, it, it touches them rather than here's a concept about the earth you need to know about. Um, when I, well, like on Meditation Mount yesterday, there were some people visiting and I said, look, this is a lovely place. It's very beautiful. It's very peaceful. And we looked up in the sky, looked at the mountains, and I said, but please realize that we are on this planet. We are on this beloved sphere that is traveling through Earth, traveling through the cosmos on some deep destiny. Don't forget that's the living context. And, that, and then you could feel it because you could see the moon in the sky. So it wasn't giving them a talk about something. It was inviting them to step into a next sphere of wholeness and awareness. So it may not be a direct answer to your, your, your important question, but that's what, that's what came to came to me at that time. Thank you. There's a, a nice comment by Heather. I don't know if you would like to read it or not. It's... Is this the one that says I have often pondered, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, I have often pondered how we overcome challenges 
or challenge yet that need to be dealt with in the immediate future. I have struggled with despair and fear, which drains my enthusiasm. I was very pleased to hear from Laura Sarant, who is a server here in the UK, having worked as a nurse and defender of human rights. Laura says her main drive to keep going is fueled by traveling, hopefully to overcome feeling dispirited. In other words, let's hope, uh, let hope pull you forward. I felt joyful on hearing this and wanted to share it. Yes, because there's fiery hope. The spirit of fiery hope is this eternal promise that in the end, everything will be revealed, the truth will be revealed. We on earth in our human conditions have the ability to delay this process, accelerate it. And so the work we're doing to prepare the way for the reappearance of the Christ is the acceleration of the process of revelation of the truth on earth. And hope is a, is a fiery messenger, it's a beacon. It's not, oh, I hope this will happen. No, it's a, it's a deep knowing. Hope for me is a deep knowing. So I thank you very much, Heather. I, I, I resonate with that a, a lot. Um, yeah, there's more to be said, but uh, there may be somebody else that wants to, to say something now. Um, Nathaniel's asking, uh, please talk about the current political happenings in the light of the principles and laws. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Good one to skip. <laughs> no, no, it's great because what the first thing I thought of is the Bhagavad Gita. Whenever there is a withering in the law, I yeah. return from yes. age to age to put yes. things right, basically. And, and that's what we're talking about. The reappearance of the Christ has been brought about through the invocative appeal of humanity, but it's also been brought about by the tension of need created by the amount of karma that we've generated. So I, I, I think it's it, what I would say uh, it's, it very briefly, Nathaniel, is that what we're seeing now is the breaking down of an old system that was not based on the laws and principles. For instance, if I were to live the laws and principles, particularly the principles, which of essential divinity, recognizing that you are sacred, I'm sacred, everyone's sacred, goodwill that love is the true currency, that's the true market force, and unanimity is that we're part of one ecosystem that needs us to work together with each other and with all those beings, both visible and invisible, that comprise this ecosystem. Basically, what we create together will be one, a, a, a society based on caring and sharing. And this is where it gets interesting when I engage my friends in political debate, if they wish, but I, I don't want to go down that road. But I do say, okay, in, your, in, your, in politics, describe a political system where caring and sharing were the dominant forces. Or I'd say, describe how you would live your life if caring and sharing were the, were the principles guiding your life, not survival. And so I always bring it back to asking people to ponder on how these principles would work out in their lives, because I do believe that we have to at some point understand that in a living system, the part serves the whole, and the whole naturally serves all its constituent parts. If I, as the part, start to grab out of fear and out of 
whatever tendency of selfishness, I then try to aggrandize the part, not serve the whole, and we end up with what we have now, which is greed. And that's one of the, greed is one of the things we know we have to overcome when you look at the tests in Scorpio and the nine-headed hydra. But what we're dealing with now is the shift from egocentric to ecocentric living. And I'm talking more when I say ecocentric than just the environment. I'm talking about the whole living system that is the planetary life. Well, thank you so much, Michael. It's now four, so it might be a good time for us to just close and send our gratitude to you and for the work that you're doing all these years and your support of the network. So thank you so much. And let's just close by visualizing the planet as a sphere of lighted energy surrounded by a network of triangles. Thank you. Thanks, Kathy. I mean, this is this is our work. We are a band of sisters and brothers, and we are joyfully striving and uh, doing what we can just to prepare the way for the birth of the Christ within our own heart, but also the reappearance of the embodiment of this greater presence of love in a lighted form on our beloved planet. At a time when we think not. <laughs> exactly. I, yeah. yeah, exactly. Nobody knows the hour of my coming. Well, I can sense something's coming soon. I can sense. Yeah. <laughs> we it's can in invoke. We have to invoke. In yeah, yeah, something's in the air tonight. I can feel it in the air tonight as the song goes. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you again. Bye bye, okay. everyone.